Craft Beer Radio, episode 442, on October 28th, 2017. 2017. Jambo. Hee hee. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio on Yes. Hi, my name is Greg. I am Jeff. And we, of course, do a show where we drink beer and tell you what we taste. And uh, in front of me, I see a spooky collection of... <laughs> it's spooky because only two of these are cans. That's spooky! It's, it's kind of unusual. So, uh, our first beer is the beer that taught me that lagers didn't have to be bad. Okay. It was the first lager that my taste buds, that my palate liked where when i used to taste lagers like sam adams or anything Mm -hmm. i tasted like this tinny tin foily iron bloody thing in my mouth right and i just like gross ales don't have that i'm drinking all ales all kinds of ales but lagers aren't my thing and then i had this beer and the suspenseful part this is great lakes elliot ness amber lager Mm, okay, 6.1% alcohol by volume, 27 IBU. It is a, as Jeff said, amber lager. Uh, 12-time award winner since 1995, they say. The ingredients are Harrington two-row base malt, or these are the malts, rather, uh, Munich malt, Cara 45, and Caramel 30. A pretty much standard mm-hmm. Uh, for amber Yeah, lager. so the new label calls it an amber lager. I'm pretty sure they used to call it a Vienna lager on the mm. labels. Uh, the hops are just Mount Hood. That's all they use. Mount Hood. I haven't looked at Mount Hood in a while, so let's see if I can give an idea of what Mount Hood hops are. But I think they're... Um, they're kind of an American version of, of Noble hops. That sounds about right. It's not one that I'm ever very invested in. So. Mm-hmm. It's an aroma hop, spicy herbal, USDA breeding program in Oregon. So essentially, yeah, herbal and spicy. It, it's a noble-like hop, That's uh, but it's an American hop. Right, so if you're doing an amber lager that's like a Vienna lager, it'd be a good option without having to import, you know, Hallertau or Schlesspalt or something like that. So Great Lakes in Cleveland, they use a lot of Cleveland uh, ambiance for... Yeah, yeah. Every, almost all of their names are anchored in something Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And Elliot Ness is from Cleveland. Right. Elliot Ness, of course. For those who are not aware, he was involved with the whole um, Al Capone deal. Mm-hmm. The movie Untouchables goes into, you know, a sort of fictitious account of him played as played by Kevin Costner. <laughs> All right. So this beer pour is kind of a uh tea color. There's some like reddish high hue Yeah, like it. a rose tea almost. The aroma is big and malty and it smells kind of like um crusty bread mm-hmm. like you know white bread crusts you know kind of that rich roasted like melanoidin type thing well let's look at this because i think it's interesting sometimes to, to go into uh what was in here so we mentioned i mentioned the malt so the tarrington two row base malt that's in a lot of 
uh, beers, particularly in Great Lakes. So it's sort of their base, you know, stuff they put in there. Mm-hmm. To put, so that's not so much contributing to this. But the other ones are Munich, Cara 45, and Caramel 30. Now, the Munich, I think, is giving a lot of that. But I think the Caramel 30 is also giving a lot of that um, sure. texture. I think the Cara 45 is more about making it darker. But I'm not huge. I'm not yeah. so clear. I mean, the one. Munich is going to give you kind of more of that um, bread, toasty mm-hmm. type flavors, where the caramel will give you more caramel sweet and toffiness. And, yeah. and and when we taste this, we'll see how much that comes through. But I think this is probably going to be balanced more towards that breadiness. Well, I think you're right. It's definitely more towards it's like a sweet breadiness. Yeah, there's there's a sweetness to here a little bit more than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not a sweet, sweet beer. It's just I was expecting it to be a little bit more drier through the middle. Yeah, and there was a there was a like a bump in sweetness. But what I am getting is, is a pretty good breadiness, getting a little bit of um. The sweetness is kind of making it seem a little bit fruity, a little bit cherry or something like that. Yeah, I'm thinking of of, of bread with maybe a, a unidentifiable berry jam on it to give you a little bit of um, that uh, that sweetness quality. This beer like is in toasted. code, but it's old. It's it goes out of code on the first of November. Okay, so you know it's within their published lifetime, but mm-hmm. it's not fresh. The hops are kind of coming in there at the end to, to cut out the sweetness, but the sweetness mm-hmm. is, is there in the middle. Um, and it makes for a weird, like, junction when, when the hops come in and cut off. Because it gives this kind of, like, bitter tone to to that jam quality that I'm thinking of. Okay. So it's hard for me to then to, to point that, like, oh, this is raspberry, this is a cherry or something like that. I think I see why I liked this when I didn't like lagers and was getting into it because it seems like there is that kind of sweet bump, that berry type thing, Mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of making it seem a little more estuary. And I think that, um, you know, that's kind of in line with where my palate was at the time. I've had this occasionally since then, but I couldn't tell you the last time that I've had this beer. On their fact sheet, they say this pairs with smoked meats. I could see that. Hearty breads. I could definitely see that, too. And a classy fedora. Now, <laughs> they, I should point out, that's what Elliot and Ness wore. It's yes. not because they're they're joking about hipsters or anything like that. Right. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's okay. I think a little bit drier. You know, we just had the same Adams Oktoberfest right. in the pre-show, and that's a lot. That's drier. It has a big malt bomb too. Yeah. So they're very similar beers. Where I think the, the Sam Adams is is a little bit better done, a little bit more what I like in my current palate. The Sam Adams also the, the you know bitterness doesn't really come into play too much. It's there just uh-huh. just to sort of dry it out. Um, whereas the bitterness is coming to play at the end here, and I think it's it's affecting my overall perception. Uh, it's not it's like it's super bitter. It's just that, you know, that jam combined with some bitterness is, mm-hmm. it's a little off for me. But sure. it's it's fine. Like, yeah, it's not 
it's not great, but it's fine. I think there are other great lakes that I would, uh, you know, jump into. Like, I'd go into Dortmund or Gold way before I'd go. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. That reminds me, there's a, was it the, I was at um, Get-Go, which is the Giant Eagle gas station. Yeah. uh, Filling up, and they have an ad for um, a kielbasa that's in beer, like a beer kielbasa that's made with, like, I guess the kielbasa itself is made with Dortmunder gold. Okay. So they're advertising that. So there you go. (laughs) It's like how how Satoru... Satori makes that cheese that's washed with uh, nuclear uh, raspberry. Type. Right, right. So you can buy the cheese here. You can buy the cheese in lots of places, but you can't get nuclear raspberry tart outside of Wisconsin. It, you know, it's just funny that you can buy the cheese where they take the beer and wipe it on the outside of the cheese. But at that particular giant eagle, you can get beer. I don't know, but, but I assume it's available in all the giant and all the get goes. Yeah, probably. I didn't buy one. <laughs> Beer kibasi. So, what are we drinking next? Uh, another Oktoberfest. Well, the last one wasn't an Oktoberfest, but this is an Oktoberfest, and this is the one from Victory. All right, so Victory's Fest Beer. Fespia. Uh, this is another beer that I have not had in many years. Victory is known for um, sticking to their German roots for these things. Yeah, I mean, not we'll, so much as like Penn, but uh, still within. Yeah, I mean, Victory it. has definitely a German heritage yeah. to it. Uh, one of the things Victory uses all whole cone hops; mm-hmm. they don't use pelletized hops. I should double check that they still do that, but that's they a, are saying the hops are okay. full, whole flower German okay. hops. I mean, that's what they have done their entire lifetime. So. That's what they're, uh, and then, you know, the first, you know, what got my attention the very first time was they put out a beer called Hop Devil. Right. Which, if we're going to figure out what these hops are, mm-hmm. this beer should show me. That's like day one of my craft beer drinking. It's funny because now you drink that and you're like, yeah, the hop, I mean, it, it, the malt is much more yeah. apparent. Yep. No, the story was that, you know, wasn't very much into beer. I knew I liked stouts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you read, like, the Budweiser label, it's, like, the choicest barley and finest hops. And, like, I, what, what are these hops? What do they taste like? Because, yeah, re- drinking Budweiser would be very hard to Or, tell. you know, but even back in the day, you know, say, 99, 98, it, craft beer wasn't nearly the scene it is mm-hmm. now. And uh, I was at Mad Max, and they had a beer on the table tent that was called Hop Devil. Like, well, shit, I'm going to get that because if I can't figure out what part of what I taste in a beer is hops from that beer, I'll never know. Well, I knew. But yeah, yeah, you found out. But yeah, today it's like, yeah, not so hoppy. <laughs> it's just, it, well, it's, it's funny, you know, as, as your tongue is training on these things, it, it, yeah. it goes through these periods. Uh, the malts are used, uh, it said the hops were whole flower German hops. The malts are imported to Vienna and Munich German malts. 5.6% alcohol by volume. So we just had one with uh, Munich. This also has Vienna in it. So it's kind of, you know, same structure, sort of. Not not quite as much, you know, no, none the Caramel or Harrington, but uh, Munich and Vienna. So you get these toastier mm-hmm. varieties. Yeah, the ones. aroma on this one is much less sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, it is 
more bready, even a little woody on the nose. Yes, yeah, a little like, hmm, to like cedar maybe or eh, some some nebulous notion of woodiness. I'm you know I'm chopping down a tree in my backyard, yeah. so I was using a chainsaw today, so I got like sawdust in my eyes still. So uh, I'm very uh, intimate with wood smells right now. Well, speaking of intimate, part of their marketing speak here is seductively malty with a kiss of the hops for balance. <laughs> I remember this one being like hoppy Oktoberfest the last time we've had it, but like I said, it's been many years since I've cracked it open. Speaking of which, uh, they they mentioned this is decoction brewed. Can you go into what that means? Yeah, so decoction is a traditional way of brewing. It was a necessary step in olden times because the uh, the malts that they used weren't um, as effective in the mash they weren't they wouldn't convert as quickly in the mash so what they would do is wouldn't convert into into the starches wouldn't convert into the or the sugars yeah the starches wouldn't convert into the sugars um as well Mm -hmm. so and also they may not have had heated mash tons so what you do is you take a portion of the mash the grains so almost like the porridge and you heat put it into another vessel and you boil it mm. so you're boiling the grains and everything and so that's 100 212 degrees 100 degrees whichever you put that back in your mash tun and you stir it around and it raises the temperature of your mash by a few degrees mm-hmm. so it actually so one of the main reasons is to get a good conversion on kind of ancient grains like legacy grains is you want to start at a lower temperature and let those enzymes do their job then if you could raise the temperature a few degrees a, a different set of enzymes will do their job and then sometimes you know triple decoction they'll do it again and a third set of enzymes will finish the job and you'll get a really good conversion so that's what the decoction is oh. uh, if you had a he- heated mash tun like a jacket where you could run steam through it you could do it without having to move the grains and boil it but boiling the grains will cause some caramelization and give you more of that melanoid-type flavor. Also, well. may, would it kill off some of the enzymes or, or destroy some of the enzymes? It would destroy some of the enzymes. Right. But, I mean, you're using it as a thermal mass mm-hmm. to make the majority of the enzymes that are always in the mash tun work, right? That's that's the necessity of it. And then the side effect is because you're boiling the grains and the husks and everything, you're going to get um, some caramelization, Surprisingly, you don't get much tannin extraction. You think you would get some tannin extraction from boiling the husks, but you know that's managed in the whole process. You don't; it doesn't come out like like a tea bag or anything like that. That's what the coction is. Okay, um, that's awesome. I, I want to point out because the, the door was open. I love talking about the, the sciencey biochemistry part of it. But starches are basically long chains of sugars, um, and uh, they're used for you know fuel and stuff in in, in plants and. But you won't taste them. Your your tongue does not taste them as sugars until they are cut into the kind of sugars that we can taste. And so they, the plants themselves have enzymes and stuff in them to do this cutting because they use those those starches for uh, energy yeah, storage. It's funny we're talking about this. You remember there was that In Our Time about enzymes? Mm-hmm. I just listened to it today. Mm. 
I listened to it this morning. It's been on my iPod for forever because that thing came out like nine months ago. Yeah, yeah. And I listened I've to listened it. I've listened to it a while, but I didn't remember it being It's yeah, a really yeah. good one. Um, go to In Our Time. It's a BBC podcast. And look back for the one on enzymes. They do a really good job of describing like what enzymes do. It's fascinating because it, it facilitates chemical reactions. It's, a, it's chemical machinery, essentially, that evolution yeah. stumbled upon over yes. millennia, over, you know, eons. But it, it does kind of like physical alignment of the molecules so they'll mm-hmm. bond together where, you know, without an enzyme, it's just random chance and like where, you know, it's just, it's really fascinating stuff. So anyway, all, back to the beer itself. This is Fest Beer from Victory, which we've had a few sips of. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's um, it's more traditional. It's not as malt heavy as the uh sam adams that we had in the the pre-show was we didn't really talk about it it's pretty hoppy though it's relatively right it's not coming across like ipa or anything like that but you can kind of get you're getting like a a hop flavor on this thing it's a little bit spicy it's a little bit fruity like um citrusy as well i'm getting a you know not very kind of a watery orange in there a little bit i'm getting but you know along with that i'm getting kind of you know, the more European, you know, spiciness, almost like, um, how do I want to describe it? Almost like a rye, but like with a little bit of vineyardness to it, vineyardness to it or something like that. I can sort of see that. I mean, I wasn't really paying much attention to the house. I was looking at the malt mostly. So it didn't really come across as hoppy to me. But when I, then I like turn my tongue that way, yeah, I can feel it. And it's kind of, Orangey, spicy, grassy. Um, it's going. Down, it's pretty drinkable. It has very, a good balance yeah. to it. It finishes on the dry side, where the uh, Elliot Ness was finishing on the sweet side, mm-hmm. and uh, and a I, little bitter. Yeah, I'm enjoying this one more than I recall uh, enjoying the Fest beer. Cool. All right. So that's the end of the loggers for the show. Where do you want to go next? Want to do that IPA? Well, the thing is, we have two stouts. Yes. Um, so I kind of want to break this stout. Yeah, but then again, this is. between the stouts, maybe. But this is like 17%. This is a smoked one. So I might want to leave that to last. Sure. Um, Let's do the IPA. Okay. All right, so uh, this one may have been donated by a listener. I didn't write any names on the bottles. You didn't bring this back for... You weren't in Boston or anything recently, were you? Did you bring this back? No, no. No? Okay. Doesn't... It, could it have been something that I brought back from 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 Pennsylvania? From uh, where, where was the last time you brought beers in from? When I was uh, in Philly... Yeah, I wonder if you brought this one then. It's possible. That would have explained why I didn't put a name on it. So if 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 we're wrong, we're sorry and, and no. thank you. But it is a Vermont beer, so if it wasn't from Greg, it's probably from Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Even if it's not from you, Kyle. Yes, thank, thank you, you, Kyle. Anyway. All that. right. When I think of Vermont beers, I think of Kyle. <laughs> uh, this is, let's see. It says, Summer Fun bottled on 
July 17th, 2017. All right, so we got a double IPA. We didn't even say who this was yet. This is uh, Frost Beer Works in Heinsberg, Vermont. Plush. Heinsberg. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um. Okay, this beer pours a hazy yellow gold, but not not kind of hazy IPA hazy, but almost. Okay, but the aroma kind of leads there, right? You're kind of getting that juicy IPA, getting a little bit of orange mango passion fruit. Can you turn me up a bit, please? Oh. Not not too much. Okay. Because th- this is... Is it actually uh, named after Stone it, Temple Pilots? It, it's it's a, uh, a double dry hop, double IPA with a soft mouthfeel and juiciness reminiscent of both the late Scott Weiland and Stuffed Animals. Really, those two things aren't that different after all. So this is plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, so I figure, you know, might as well enjoy the ambiances where you're... Uh... Which album was this on? Was this on Core? Or was this this on... is on their first album, What yeah. I, I guess. The first CD that I bought. My first CD was, was Core. 2006. Really? That's no. when the video is, is copyrighted. No, no, no. I mean, either this is not from the same album, or well, no, it, well, that's when the video is oh, okay. copyrighted. That doesn't no, mean that. No. Uh, that's no, when I the got video my first was... CD player like yeah. ninety four, ninety three. Yeah, that sounds like when ninety three. I think I was never a big Stone Temple Pilots fan, but I did like their. Um, there are a few songs that I liked of theirs, but not like this song was mm-hmm. not. One of my favorites. I liked uh, Interstate Love Song I really liked. Yeah. That was, anyway. Yep. Beer. Right. So the aroma on this one. It's 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 a July beer. It still smells really good though. It says on there, where are you going to tomorrow? See? <laughs> yep. So what are you smelling? Getting those tropicals. It's um, little Simcoe uh, are you? and okay. tropicals, yeah. Which, I mean, then again, that could be just um, the 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 hop. I can't think of. It could be just mosaic, right? I mean, because mosaic, yeah. mosaic does have the Simcoe, Simcoe heritage, baby daddy, right? Yeah, Simcoe and like tomahawk, right? Something, something yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on. Some kind of nugget, maybe. That's weird. <laughs> moving on to the flavor, uh, it has a, a does it say anything if there's oats in this or anything? Because it has a nice creamy body. It's a bit juicy. It first sip was a little on the uh, little on the dank side, but my second sip has got back to tropical and juicy again, more mm-hmm. orangey. Uh, I couldn't find anything on it. From their website, the only you know, Untapped is now where I go to to find information when I can't find it on the website. In fact, th- in fact, this website pointed to Untapped. <laughs> so uh, the last sip I had was awesome. It was like vanilla and orange blossoms. It was really good. I took kind of a bigger, more vigorous sip, and it became more vanilla. So if I didn't mention before, eight percent alcohol by volume, eighty IBU. Where you going tomorrow? Tormented Soul, Scott Land. 
that was the um, that was you know the the grunge attitude at the time was very much mm-hmm. tormented souls yeah. so, you know Pearl Jam Nirvana Alice in Chains yeah. I'm thinking all those Seattle bands yeah. this is real good even with all the age now I wonder what it would taste like fresh mm. yeah that'd be an interesting question does the does the music add anything to the experience? It's it's definitely re- like so. This song has, and for me, when songs get too much radio play, I kind of they die. You know, mm-hmm. even though much how much I liked them when they were new, this is kind of one of those ones which I have written off. But then I haven't heard it in ten years, yeah. so it's nice hearing it again. As long as you don't hear it, as long as it's not like rapidly on your replay. If you hear it once every two years or so, you're fine with it. Yep. Well, the. The beer lasted longer than the song. <laughs> Got anything else, Dad? Um, it's a good double IPA. It's, it's a good double IPA, yeah. It's, Frost it's Beer nice. Works Plush. Even it, with the age. 8%. Booze is hiding itself well, doesn't it? Very, really? yeah. This tastes like, you know, six or so. Yeah. So it'll sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Careful. All right, let's do the smoke or no, let's do the big stout. Then we'll do the sour beer. Then we'll do the smoke stout. All right, Brickway. Brickway sent us a bunch of beers. They haven't really uh, hit our fancy yet. This one is called Epic Blackout Stout. It's Nebraska's biggest beer. Seventeen percent alcohol by volume. That's right. 17%. 17%. It's probably the biggest beer we've ever had in a can. Might be. 70 IBU. But, I mean, you need to have, have a lot of... Uh, I remember when... Ten, we're like, I remember when I was like, my mind was blown that 1050 mm-hmm. was in a can. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh my god, a 10% beer in a can. Well, wait till they can Utopias, buddy. <laughs> Is that next? Comes in a... T- can like a three ounce can man i mean if you haven't had utopias it's worth it to give it a try because they are it is really excellent probably should have poured smaller pours but probably after it was already out of the can okay well go big or go home buddy brickway's epic blackout stout the color is just black just plain old black there's maybe some tan highlights at the top um, the the head is tan-ish. This hides the booze remarkably well. It is not something I would say. <laughs> A lot of soy sauce on the aroma. Oh, I'm kind of joking. The booziness is there, but it doesn't taste like you know rubbing alcohol or anything. It's like it's not like fire water, but you know the booze is significant. The soy sauce kind of uh, it's kind of one of those extra dark stouts you know almost like an english style imperial stout you know where it can be a little bit astringent or roasty or something like that. that's kind of what it smells like haven't tasted it yet but that's what it smells like i'm trying to look past the like i mean just to see if i not because i'm don't like it but just look past it to find other smells and i just i'm, I'm getting kind of overwhelmed by the soy sauciness the umaminess yeah there's a woodiness in there that i'm smelling but yeah, it's it's really a kind of 
soy slash malt syrup mm-hmm. type aromas in there. The woodiness is kind of reminiscent of almost like a Palo Santo or something, like one of those aromatic woods. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting that in the flavor as well. Ooh, it's boozy. It is boozy. Maybe, is this thing barrel aged too? It doesn't say, does it? No, it does not. Yeah, because there's a pretty interesting flavor that's like wood slash oxidation slash um, old ale. Mm-hmm. And there's a... a the sweetness is is interesting because the sweetness, like, I had some on my lips and I just licked my lips and I got this, like, flavor again. And it's not your traditional, like, stout, roasty thing. It, it doesn't, the sweetness feels it's like it's coming from something that's Almost milk stouty and sort of its sweetness, right? A almost little bit, a little bit but of a to lack- me it almost feels like it's, like, there's, like, more, even though this thing is pitch black, it's it's not ashy or super roasty i'm getting a bit of like a barley wine type sweetness on it yes yeah that that's interesting that you would point out it is kind of barley wine-ish in terms of its its flavor profile think Um, about you know another renowned imperial stout that's in this price or alcohol range and that's worldwide stout okay so a long t- so I did have one of the barrel aged vanilla bean worldwide stouts. Heather and I shared a bottle. Um, it was kind of eh, eh. Mm-hmm. wasn't that great um, compared to like the other imperial stouts we had. In there. Like my wife has been drinking some Evil Twin, uh, even more Jesus and stuff, and that's a delicious beer. Uh, but we're not allowed to have that on the show because no. <laughs> that, that's Heather's stuff. I, I won't get any for a month if I drink her beer. Drink her even more Jesus. Oh, she was buying some even more Jesus at Giant Eagle last week. And the guy behind her saw what she was buying. And he's like, even more Jesus. If that brewery was next to my house, I'd burn it down. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus would love that. Right? Jesus is all about... Heather told me this on instant message and, or yeah. And I sent her thing back and she do actually think it was like, well, good thing they're a gypsy brewer and they don't have a brewery to burn down. <laughs> Two roads. No. <laughs> and then the guy was trying to rally like the clerk, like to his side. Like, don't you think that's inappropriate? Like, of course. Like, I mean, we weren't there, right? It's one of those things where it's hard to, I mean, and Heather's not here to tell us. Yeah. So we're doing this third person, assuming a lot of things. Maybe well, no, those are jokey. Those are maybe, was... No, no, he, not jokey. Okay. <laughs> well, you you weren't there. No, we've talked about it, though. But Okay, her impression. Her was, impression. He was yes. offended by the beer. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to rally other, like, and then he tried to rally this old senior citizen that was behind them to his cause, she said. I wish I could have been there. I she should have said, "I know, I'm really religious. This is a religious beer. It's made with holy water. Yeah, <laughs> it's got even more Jesus than usual." <laughs> okay, Brickway, good job. Or they could have said, "Like, um, no, it's just it's a guy named Jesus." It, it's. A... <laughs> <laughs> I thought about a joke like that too. 
she just was not ready to be mm-hmm. a smart ass and she's like oh yeah I, no there's so I many times to... when you're like oh man if i had the perfect uh anyway uh yeah this is um this is fine this is not like blowing me away but it's 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 you know 17 percent stout those are gonna be there's, hard there's some neat things in there though there's mm-hmm. that woodiness i'm getting like a vanilla toffee thing right now um or dolce de leche or something like that oh yeah yeah no it, it's got it's got character it's got it's got some good stuff going on i'm a fan i wouldn't necessarily have this all the time it's 17 percent is like you buy a can you're done for the night um well might be a good investment though <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the price point. Yeah. Uh, look, Jeff poured out the whole thing and we're not stopping. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to talk about things and stuff and finish this beer. So, uh, one of those times that I had uh, the perfect comeback come to me like a day or two later. Um, <laughs> when we were, it was, this is a long time ago. My, me and my friends were back, it was back in Maryland. Me and my friends were going to a, uh, the fireworks thing of July fourth, and and we're just sitting sitting in, uh, you know, everyone you know sits in the grass and put puts down a blanket and whatever, and the people in front of us were smoking, and we asked them politely, "Could you not smoke here?" Because uh, we you know we're you know we were underage, we we're not really doing it, you know, we just uh-huh. didn't we weren't smokers, and they said, "No, no, it's a free country." I remember that specifically. It's a mm-hmm. free country. Um. So, like, about 30 minutes or so later, we just started going, every time they would light up. And then they would, you know, eventually should look back, hey, you guys should just stop it. Shut up. And and we just, like, I forget what we said, but, yeah, I should have said, it's free country. It would have been the perfect comeback. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would have nailed it so much. And, And... I like this is from twenty five years ago, and I still remember yeah. that moment. Yeah, yeah. Heather could have had so much fun with the guy who was offended mm-hmm. by the beers. No, I would have. Uh, you know, in hindsight, I would have really turned. I would have turned into the curve of oh, it's made with holy water. So shit, really, it is. Yeah, like double blessed. That's why it's even more Jesus. <laughs> They get one pope to come bless it, and then another. I mean, one. it's one of those situations where, like, like I described um, on the uh, on a previous post show, and uh, and I should, we should really have Nick tell the story because I like to hear it from his perspective. But the thing when I was able to jump into that bit when the guy when, when the guy yelled oh, at me, yeah, when you're like you're ready for it and you're on. It's so fun because you're just like, all right, yeah, let's play. And <laughs> when you can, w- w- yeah, when you do that, it is it is a very satisfying moment. Yes, and buddy, yes, and. <laughs> but you gotta be, you know, you gotta have, you gotta be ready for it. Even the best mm-hmm. improvisers, you know, they they go through like, they sure. backstage they do like little things to, just like you would like vocalize, you know, the best singers go me 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 right they they. they they get their stuff ready. Mm-hmm. The yeah. best, uh, you know, we do a pre-show and we drink, we pre-drink a beer. You got to pre, you got to like get your mind in that mindset. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Brickway, Epic Blackout Stout. This, uh, it's a big beer. I like how it's put together. There's some good nuance there and it, it moves around, right? It went from mm-hmm. the woody to the vanilla to the dolce yeah. and, and it's just bouncing around. There's, 
There's a lot to like here. Yes. It's Good worth and, and worth your sobriety. Yeah, 70%. yeah. I mean, we're still we're still on it. Um I would say it's um it's probably a little colder than we're used to. Survey says I'm at sixty one on the surface. So fifty four, fifty five. It might open up even a little bit more at like sixty. But that's that's actually maybe not because that's that's, yeah, that's that's very a, little beer, very little beer. So the service might be telling. Yeah, story. it's um. Uh, it brings a lot. Mm-hmm. Like like it almost feels like it's a a wood aged vanilla bean. This is what the World White Stout should have tasted like. Yes, right. Yeah, because you can really uh, taste aged, a lot of vanilla quality there. Oak-aged vanilla bean there. worldwide should have tasted like this beer. You can taste a lot of vanilla quality there. You can taste some, some woody stuff there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It, it, it's a good good beer. But the more I like had of it, and I'm fin- finally done now, the more I had of it, the more it was like, oh, yeah, no, there's good stuff in here. And it holds the record for the biggest beer we've had in a can. As far as we remember. It's probably uh, I true. I would put money down on 17% being the biggest canned beer. Okay, sours. Sours. Okay, we're jumping straight to... Uh, from Nebraska down to North Carolina. This is from Wicked Weed. You brought this from... This one of those Funkatorian beers I brought back, yep. It's American Wild Ale at 6.1%. This was brewed once. They call it a tribute to the old world style of beers from Belgium. Uh, Barrel-aged American sour fermented with four pounds per gallon of cherries. Wow. Uh, It's very limited and only available in their Funkatorium bottle shop. One case limit per person. I didn't buy a case. I bought one. Yeah. I think this is one of the more expensive of the ones that I got. That's interesting aroma. Right off the bat, like a a concentrated cherry skin. Uh, So the the color is this... Look at this thing. This is like... um, It's like a red medicine, right? Crystal clear red. Yeah, it looks like... (laughs) Looks like... uh, Mine isn't so clear. Oh, no? You got a little... Let's blend. Okay. So we'll make sure we're drinking the same old shit. Well, we don't want it to necessarily be old shit. Or, or, we don't want it to be old or shit, really. Yes. I saw a video on Twitter. Well, maybe old might work. I saw a video on Twitter. It was a wicked weed at a beer fest, and the guy was being a complete douchebag. He was filming himself. He'd get a sample of the wicked weed, and he'd pour it right in the dump bucket. And he, Can I get another one? And they put oh, in a be- second sample, and he put it right in the dump bucket. Because he was like, You thought that me and me. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, the, the Wicked Weeds that we've had so far have not been super impressive. Pernicious it, was good, right? The, they're... Pernicious is good, but the Sours, the Funkatorium beers that we've had, they have felt manufactured. They have not had a depth of complexity mm-hmm. that we've been looking for. Now, when I smell this one, this one smells like it might have some depth of complexity. Getting the the cherry skins, getting a bit of washed rind cheese in there, yeah. You know, you're getting you're getting like the funk that we've been looking for in the aroma on this beer. This is the bring in more the fit. noise as they say. Bring in the funk. 
Jeff is not recognizing the reference. That's no, fine. I, I got bring the noise. Yeah, I'm just trying to trying to like analyze the beer, man. Kind of just cherries. I mean, four pounds per gallon of cherries. You're not getting like the big lim- like the. Oh well, yeah. Okay, you're, yeah, part. yeah. I am okay. getting the cheesy part. Yeah. So there is that, but other than that. Maybe you smell a kind of a, a funky fermentation from uh, from some bready source. The um, the, sa- the 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 sourness on this is kind of just like a lactic sourness. We'll see how it develops as we, as we taste, but it seemed kind of one note again. Like it's not a chord, but it's just just one kind of you know lactic culture. It doesn't feel like a blended culture like a rodenbach or something where it gives you a good depth of complexity it's kind of the lactic in the cherry we'll see if i can get more detail as i go i agree with you that the salt the, the, the sourness is essentially lactic and cherry but it's mixing decently for me in terms of of, of the, the flavor so i'm not like so it feels like uh not so much a chord, but maybe someone playing chopsticks. Okay, so it has a nice melody, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe now that I've like got this in my head that their their funk is kind of simplistic mm-hmm. and manufactured, that I'm being extra critical on it. So I want one of these beers like come out and be like a harp you know and just give me like a thousand different facets to explore and and this one again is just two facets to explore there's i think there's nuance here i think there's there's some the cherries are are really contributing i mean the the, the nuance is in the cherries if if you really Mm -hmm. concentrate on the cherry flavor you get some pits you get a little bit of vanilla Mm -hmm. or amaretto from the pits yeah there's a lot of like interesting stuff going on there i have this awesome little face they really should take a picture of before it goes away. <laughs> Those never show up when we try to post them. It's in the foam. He has like a. It's a very happy smiley emoji face in the foam. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Uh, is that kind of? Uh, try again from like straight right. down. Or let me try from from my angle because that's even better. Damn it. Yeah. I know, I, okay. Now it's wearing sunglasses because <laughs> the eye is kind of joined. Um, I'm try. I know you hate when I use like people use their phone during the show. I'm trying to find this beer I had for lunch last week. It was a, a goose. Um, I mean a hazel. A user. It was so good. Really so good. It was uh. I want to say it was from 12% Brew, which I don't know anything about. And it was young. It was like bottled like less than a month ago. Hmm. But it was complex and rich and deep and just delicious. I had it at the beer hive. And, uh, man. I mean, I want to be like, I want that moment like what we had with, with Cosmic Mother Funk. Where we were not expecting that. Yeah. Right, we were we were going and look. Okay, Sam Adams is giving us some sort of funky beer. Here, just goose token. Let's let's try this. Tokin. Okay, so good. But yeah, so um, because that's why you posted that. Um, 
when you know when we got that, we were like, yeah, okay, well, we'll try it. And then we were like, if you listen back to that show, we were just right. like, whoa, what yeah. the hell is this? This is amazing. Um, I you know I want to have that experience. You know that experience where you're just blown away by something. Yeah. Is is it, it's it, it's getting harder and harder to blow it, us away. It is, but like I said, the the who's it? That I just had last week was one of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I'm in a happy place right now, mm-hmm. and I just want one of these wicked weeds. I, I'm a, I don't, I'm not a wicked weed hater, even though it might sound like I'm coming across that way. I want this beer. I want the next wicked weed that we have to be like this. Is where they're doing the shit right. Right. I want to say that. I want to say this is complex and has a thousand facets and I'm loving my life right now and this is bringing in the noise and it just seems like they're all diet sours. That last sip I had it tasted like a cherry Jolly Rancher. It was like so it's like losing complexity as I'm drinking it. The, the cherry is getting really big. And, you know, I think by the time we finish, it'll taste like a Sam Adams cherry wheat. (laughs) I'm not... All the complexity was coming from the cherry. And... It's just kind of getting sweeter and sweeter. Yeah, so it's just... Yeah, it's just becoming cherry cherry. There's not really a lot of... um, I mean, it it feels like uh, Dancing Gnome has better... It's Dancing Gnome, Dancing Gnome, uh, whatchamacallit. um, Trilog. Trilog has, you know, more mature sours than this. Um... Some of them, yeah, yeah. You 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 would figure that with someone with the resources, of wicked weed. Yeah, I mean, they would that they would rival Russian River in their sours. It would or, rival or like rival New Belgium, right? I mean, I was thinking like, the tartness Belgium, here is 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 kind of lost. They should be able to rival those guys with their resources. Yeah, and they're putting out these. Uh, poser sours these these mass these marketable sours mm-hmm. get the i mean does, does goose island make any sours mm-hmm. yeah they have uh they have a belgian in line i don't know which ones are sour which ones aren't but they're like sophie matilda those ones right those are good complex beers mm-hmm yeah of all the anheuser bush bought breweries Goose Island is by far the one that I would put on top, I think. We might you know what? The fridge is getting a little bit low on show show beers. I was just looking at the cellar today when I was mm-hmm. cleaning up in here and back in there. We got some beers that have been on the shelf for quite a while. Maybe next week will be a cellar show. Okay. Like we have an old Bourbon County in there from a couple years ago mm. and a few others. So I wouldn't be opposed. Next week's gonna be interesting because um the uh we're going to have to be doing it on a Sunday. Okay. Because Saturday is game day. It's the big uh, November 4th. Oh, oh, you're... All, all day. Are you going to want to do Sunday or do you want to... I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll see. I mean, if, okay. if I get some sleep in, it might be okay. But I... You should have it at your place. Your big empty place. Plenty of room for gaming. <laughs> There's going to be four people, five people possibly, okay. uh, and uh, we're going to be doing it in Damien's basement again. Um, 
Maybe I'll join in. I'll play like like SimCity on my phone for twenty four hours. <laughs> if you want to donate, this will probably be posted afterwards. But if you want to donate, it's still good. You can still do it after the crappyradio.com slash kids. Do you want to put out like a just a, a solo plug for that? I, I yeah, I've been putting. I've been tweeting some things. I, was okay, I mean, we can record one after the show. And oh just, no, no, you no, don't I put it on the feed. No, no, no. no. All right. Don't want to go that far. Should it's for Puerto Rico? It is for Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's a nasty woman and all, but uh, the mayor. Oh, yeah. right. Did he actually? Uh, no, 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 no. She wore. And, well, no. Uh, Trump called oh, her nasty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Trump yeah. called her nasty, and then she wore a nasty t-shirt t- t- on. Okay, let's go on to this beer because I don't want to get into that. politics. Yeah, yes. we don't do that in the main show. Sorry. Forgive me. Uh, evil twins, unstouted. Yeah, it's not. It's not unstouted. It's not T E D. It's unstout. Double T D. So it's kind of like Flickr, or mm-hmm. yeah, it's Web two point man. <laughs> and we're past that. We're in two point three right now. So they call this a smoked beer, ten percent knock by volume, fifty five IBU. Of uh, dark beer, not much of a head at all. You would think a sto- uh, like a, a smoked imperial stout's not going to have much head retention. There's going to be all those oils from the smokes and stuff that are going to just tear it apart. My wife bought this beer. Um, she loves Evil Twin stouts. Loves them. Loves them. Loves them. Loves them. Loves them. <gasps> that sounds spooky. Oh, a cute baby really. elephant. Oh, wearing it's not Mary's, spooky at It's all. wearing a it mask. Ah! Oh my God! What do you want, baby elephant? I want you to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You have a deeper voice than I would expect from a baby elephant. That's okay. It's an elephant. Well, but it's a baby elephant, right? You're your baby. You're I not... want you to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Okay. What? Why? Because. What happened to your voice? <laughs> because when you shop there, the proceeds go to... Well... 7% of what you buy goes to Craft Beer Radio. It doesn't cost you a penny more. Oh, okay. Um, this gets the worst get ever. <laughs> like, it's just awful. What if I use my cell phone? Then you're screwed. <laughs> cell phones are evil. Use your web browser on your computer. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Okay, and and just so, but throw but, your phone in the toilet. But I don't want to spend an extra seven dollars. It doesn't seven percent. Co- it doesn't cost you anything extra. It takes the money out of nothing extra. It takes your money out of that liberal Washington Post and gives it to us. Ooh, now you're now you're speaking my language, baby elephant. <laughs> which I don't understand how that works, but okay. <laughs> This gets awful. Let's just wrap that up. And craftyourradio.com slash kids if you want to help uh, Greg support Puerto Rico. You know, yes and by saying this gets awful. <laughs> it's just being realistic. That's a, that's a no but. <laughs> just being realistic. Okay, so the... I would have let... You know, if you would have let me keep with the uh, the deep elephant voice, maybe I could have done better, but... <laughs> well, the, the the adolescent cracking voice was just taking me off course. Well, you you could have just explained something about how. Uh, I mean, well, then again, I, I mean, well, 
that could have been a whole deal where we could have gone into the voice thing, but then we would have, I don't know. It, it, there, there's lots to say about improv where we could have gone with it, uh, but we were we were trying to get to the point, which means that there you couldn't stretch it out because we could have a conversation about that vocal thing, and that could be a whole skit in itself. Like, there's a game. Yeah. There's a game oh, there. Sure, there could have been. Anyway, too bad this isn't the craft improv podcast. This is the craft beer radio podcast. So. <laughs> and I'm not an improv expert by any means, but as you know, I've read about it and I've, I have a manual and stuff like that. So I've, I've learned. Uh, and I've, All I've right. So I'm it. smelling this beer, the Unstalted. Unstalted. Now they have here, so the looks like a match that's smoking. Mm-hmm. So. That's so the... it's funny. Um, it's, it's not hugely smoky. It doesn't smell like a Bamberg Roush beer or anything like that. I was smelling something that was kind of floral, maybe like a bit lavender or honeydew, lavender honeydew. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? It reminded me of the Greg smell when I smell your glass. So so try smelling my glass. But no, I was smelling my glass. But and I know, I... but see, see if you can smell me on... Yeah, it's definitely more musky. I'm smelling Greg's odor. I was wondering whether that was my old place was doing no. that. I mean, I, I literally took a shower before I came here. I believe you. No, it's not bad. It's it's, it's not a. It's, I can't smell you on on your it, glass. It's so it's nothing. Weird. It's nothing like a bo. I mean, this one was more like a deodorant, like. Just the aromatics of the deodorant. It's nothing like the the waxy part or anything uh, like that. But it, it was kind of a yeah. So let me smell your glass. Well, I'm gonna let's describe what Greg smells. Like. Okay, yeah, yeah. This, this is good. If you, if you can get my hops right, <laughs> I'll be amazed. All right, so I would stick with the lavender. I would throw in a little bit of um, pine or something like that. Maybe spruce. And uh, it's not a bad smell. It's not a human body smell. It's it's a soap smell. It's a deodorant smell. It's it's, it's some kind of perfume smell. Huh. I wonder what it is. And if it just comes from your skin naturally, then you're doing something right. Okay, because I mean, I've is... literally switched my I know soap. Well, I've switched well, my shampoo. So I'm not. You may have switched. I'm not saying that the Greg smell is always the same. But there is a. Uh, I'll just tell people I smell like lilacs, because that's easy. That's it. But there is definitely a smell that gets put on the outside of your glass. That so when I grab your glass and smell it, I can, I can pick that up. It's so weird. I mean, because I mean, it's so weird because it's so specific that you always, you you always, you know, can smell it, yeah. and I can't smell you on your glass. So it's like, so it's yeah. weird to me. Do you smell other people? Like, if no. you would smell Nick's glass, would you... I never really tried, uh, have I? No, I guess not. I think that's something we need to do. Yes. When Nick comes, we're going to have to make that experiment happen. Unstouted Evil Twin Here. Brewing, 10% outside Smell smell my glass again. Just smell the outside of my glass. Smell down by the stem. Do you smell anything that smells... It smells like Max. It smells like Max? <laughs> Just joking. No, I can't. Oh, okay. Can't smell this gla- the bottom of his glass to be sure. <laughs> just you can't smell yourself, right? So yeah, right. 
you're I mean you're surrounded by yourself. Your your nose does not pay attention to stuff yeah. you're surrounded by. Ten percent alcohol by volume fifty five IBU. Yeah, so this has an interesting smell. We still haven't tasted it. It it is not super it, smoky. It's barely smoky. It's, it's a little smoky. The match head is an interesting. I think it's a good descriptor of sort of the the aroma that I'm getting off of it. The, a a, a, a okay. you know, match that you burn out and yeah. you get a little bit of that smoke. The flavors has carries more smoke. You're getting not quite Bamberg. It doesn't quite have that kind of meaty hamminess that like a Bamberg Roush malt has. Um, it, it's kind of more campfirey, a little more smoky. Right. It's charred um, marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. There's a good sweetness. It brings the marshmallow. Charred a bit because there's a bit of a sweetness here too. Mm-hmm. The the stout itself is uh, relatively dry. I would say semi dry. It uh, smoke builds. I'm three sips in, and it's starting to cover my mouth. Heather's not gonna like this. <laughs> I, I was thinking that this is. Um, we took this from Heather before she had a chance to try any, so she's not gonna be yeah, as as be upset as uh, as she would have been if we took even more Jesus from her. But yeah, this is um, Evil Twin is hit or miss on their stouts. Yeah, we did that double chocolate fudge thing on the show mm-hmm. right a couple weeks ago. That one was another miss. You know, it seems like we just pick the misses. We need to do an even more Jesus yeah. on the show because it's freaking what awesome. What can you give Heather to convince her to... If Frickway sent us two of those, I think she... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see if there's another one of those epic blackouts in the show, yeah. in the fridge. And if Frickway sent us two of those, then I can I can, I can, can get an allotment of even more Jesus. Well, your birthday is, you know, coming up near the end of the year. Can you, like... Can I have any either... <laughs> Can I have one of your beers, baby? <laughs> So I, I went in. It's weird. I can't find it, but I just went in briefly again, and I smelled that that kind of lilac honeydew thing again. So like I'm getting nuances of like more depth, but like in the flavor, I'm I'm just getting the smoke. Kinda, in it's the... kind of overwhelming with the smoke. It's kind of just smoke, smoke, smoke. Um, a little bit of a uh, little charcoal, little little astringency. And sweet to a bit, but then the smoke kind of take takes care of that. Ten percent, it's feeling it. You know, it's not hiding. We're it's feeling it after this flight. Yes, but you know, if it were hiding it well, it might be different. Yeah, smoke stout's a hard thing to to really like rock, yeah. especially in an evaluation flight. Yes, like for us, like I can't even imagine. Something that will register, in my opinion, as a smoke stout and like rank towards the top. And the other thing is, it would have to be a in, shitty in show. In general, we take smoked beers and we leave them for last because because those, well, they're so palate. Yeah, exactly. So we're likely to have other things beforehand that just by odds, right? I mean, just just playing, you know, if you play yeah. roulette with it. Um. We do usually six beers per show. We're likely to have something that's going to be 
better and then the smoke is going to kind of overwhelm our senses and we're going to be like oh, okay so it, it, a lot down because we don't start we don't it's not the best thing to date so it's always right. a step down and and we're not starting you know we're not starting from that and we generally are not in in like a smoked angle for for our thinking so it's weird right. i mean like if you were in the in the thing of i want to have a smoked stout right now if you had that in on your head this might work yeah, how many times in your lifetime have you said I must have a smoke stout right now? I don't know, maybe twenty. How really? many times? How many times have I been in the situation where there there was a smoke stout when when, right. when I had that? Probably once, right? But I'm <laughs> like I'm just trying to you know sure. put the numbers together, play the game. Sure. Yeah. For me, like when Heather showed me that she bought the smoke stout, I'm like, why the fuck did you buy? That? Oh, sorry, <laughs> excuse me. Why the heck did you buy that? Um, <laughs> Gonna make us put an explicit tag on this one. Um, just because, well, a my opinions like smoke stouts are never as good as unsmoked stouts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the fifth rule of craft beer radio at this point. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you have all these other great beers from Evil Twin. Yeah, I think there was she just wanted to try something different, and she couldn't get yeah. a case of. Of even more Jesus, well, like you said, uh, she's going into her IPA phase, so she should maybe that boggles my mind. But yeah, she's drinking like she's drinking a uh, Imperial Simcoe Slacker from Evil Twin. Maybe it's just Evil Twin she likes. Maybe, yeah, she's having an affair. Okay, so yeah, test she's test whether she really likes twin. that, and then you'll be able to to, to do the. <laughs> she's having an affair with the Evil Twin. Well, I mean, it, there's there's a lot yeah. of is a psychological affair, right? It's not, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so we rank, and last place is tough. None of the beers were all that bad. No. I'm going to put the... I know it's last place for me. I think I'm going to put the Great Lakes in last place, which is surprising, because I didn't think it was that bad when we... I didn't think it was that bad when we had it. Um... And I don't think it's that bad of a beer. Well, this was... Okay, so we should clarify. Like, there are some shows that are awesome. There are some shows that are kind of middling. There are some shows that are terrible I mean, in terms of the, the beer quality. This is kind of... I don't know exactly what to call this, but this is not... This is kind of like a a, a fourth kind of between middling and awesome. It's sort of in that sort of varying area where everything's yeah. kind of... Okay, it got a pretty good... But like nothing is like blowing us away. Yeah, is... I hear what you're saying. You know, it, not all the beers are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. None of them are great. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna put the Great Lakes in sixth place. Uh, the reason for that is because we had two other loggers. One in the pre-show. We had mm-hmm. the same Adams Oktoberfest, and we had the Victory Fest beer. And the Elliot Ness was by far the most the one with the most residual sweetness. And it just got a little bit too sweet, too much, too much of that uh, as we drank through it. It was the beer that taught me to to like lagers, and and it will uh, never not be that beer. Yes, it's still a good beer. I'm going to put the Evil Twin Unstout in uh, fifth place. So just, far, you're so far you're matching my rank. It's so smoked we'll out. See how long that goes. It, it's a smoked out. It's it's kind of a wonder that it didn't get sixth place. Yeah, I, I can't name a smoked stout that that I like. It's just not a style that um, 
is something that's going to compete against other styles. Let's put the Wicked Weed in fourth place, the Cerise Mort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I smelled the, the washed rind cheese. I'm like, oh, maybe this is the Wicked Weed that's going to bring the complexity. And it really didn't. The sour was the straight-up lactic punch. Uh, you know, for a beer like this, a beer that's trying to be a cherry lambic, it's trying to be a cherry lambic, yes. right? Yes. I mean, there's no arguing that. It's trying to be a cherry lambic. But it's just one kind of sour. You need a culture of sour. You either turn it into a cherry lambic. I mean, Lindemann's makes a better cherry lambic than this. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they and do. And Lindemann's is like the mass market Belgian fruited beer. Well, I mean, thing. their raspberry is so sweet, but all their other lambics are not yes. nearly as sweet. Yeah. So I would definitely, if you like, if you think Lindemann's is all that sweet stuff, it's not. It's just their yeah. uh, raspberry. So this one just didn't bring the depth of complexity that I look for in a beer, especially at the price point that I paid for this thing. It... Um, Straight up lactic and then big cherry. And the cherry was interesting at first, right? You were getting skins and you were getting like vanilla amaretto stuff from the pits. But then it just turned to the then when, when yeah. it turned to the Jolly Rancher, it's like game over. This mm-hmm. thing. <clears throat> All right. Third place. I'm gonna put the Victory Fest beer. I dug this guy because of the kind of dryness to it. How mm-hmm. the malts kind of didn't get oversweet. It was kind of weird how we were getting orange flavors in the hops, right? You don't expect to get like Northwest American hop type flavors like oranges in a, an Oktoberfest, I mean, but it kind of worked it's out. It's a victory beer. I mean, like I said, they're German heritage, but they are trying, yeah. they do try to put some American. Yeah, it, it kind of worked it. out and the dryness was made it very drinkable. I am going to put. The this is tight, tight, very tight competition for first place. So we have the Brickway, which was this giant imperial stout with vanilla and I'm drawing a blank because of the amount of booze that wood I've consumed. And, the wood, yes, uh, and and like there, there's sweet stuff and there's dark stuff yes. and there was lots of there was like a dolce and, and a caramel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then you got the frost, which was this plush, this old double IPA, which was bringing you the juicy IPA type flavors. Mm-hmm. You're getting all Mango the tropicals. And, You're and getting a little bit of some bit of, A bit of like oniony. But... Very good. I'm going to put the Brickway in second place okay. as a hard luck loser because, I mean, it was a hell of a beer. Yeah. And I'm going to put the Frost in first place because it just worked for me a little bit better. It, I don't know. You know, it's People love hazy IPAs. People hate hazy IPAs. I'm on the love phase right now. It. I just really dig those. Well, flavors. this was not a hazy IPA. It, I think it brought a lot of the character. It brought. It brought some of the flavors that you expect from hazy IPA. It did not have the oats. It did not have I the drink. I thought it carried a little bit of the. Yeah, it was, to no, it. no, no, not not for me. Okay. All right. So that's my ranking. Sounds okay. like yours are very close. Very close. The The bottom three are the same. The top three are okay. arranged. Bring it. Uh, Great Lakes in, in sixth place. Um, Elliot Ness just... There was something about that uh, weird change between the, 
the jammy, sweet to bitter that rubbed me kind of the wrong way. Uh, the that that jammy, sweet pseudo estery thing uh-huh. seemed weird in a yeah. lager, right? Yeah. And I wonder if it's because it's the very end of its shelf life. It's it, it's definitely a possibility. Like, I mean, who knows? Who, I mean, we should try it fresh. Um, we would recommend you try all your beers fresh, unless they're a beer that, like, you know, is is. Yeah. They the say reason I ended up with this is we had a Oktoberfest beer club after Oktoberfest because I'm lazy and busy at work, and I was short on Oktoberfest. I'm like, well, that's very similar, so mm. pulled it in. But I didn't realize the case was so old. And it's also a situation where I bet if we, you know, if we had it at a bar, it'd, it'd be fine. It, it, it's when we're in analysis mode. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's you know, it always needs it needs to be said sometimes. That we we are in our hyper analysis mode when we're doing the show. A good a good side example of that is we did um, Twin Leafs uh, Simple Machine. That was a hoppy lager that we did on the show, mm-hmm. and we didn't give it that much praise i drank a can today when i was just in drinking mode cleaning the cleaning the studio in drinking mode it was really fucking good <laughs> another yeah, another go. one there i go yeah man it's the alcohol blame the alcohol blame the alcohol uh th- well does this conflict with well maybe maybe the show's good i don't know but like the drunker the, we the are the be- better the show the better is. the show yeah well jeff is 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 i think further along than i am uh i think I only have from my perception. I only have like twenty four steps to get to bed, so it's easy. <laughs> uh, I haven't even finished my uh, smoke stout. Uh, in fifth place, I'm also going to put the Evil Twin. Uh, this is you know smoky, and that's kind of all I taste. And I smell a lot more, but I really kind of taste smoky. I think this one would also be better in drinking mode, as analysis. Mode. Yes. Like after I ranked and I was just kind of putting the last couple sips down, it was fine. It mm-hmm. was a fine beer. Yeah, but so maybe Heather will like it. In fourth place, I'm going to put the Wicked Weed, which is like, I'm, it, it always feels like they're like, you know, you guys, you got to go a couple steps further. I mean, like, I see what you're going for, but you got to like, you got to put in that. Yeah, you're just milling it in at the end there. And... I don't know about, well, milling it in, it, it, yeah, it's a decent descriptor, I suppose. Uh, third place. So here's where everything kind of gets rearranged. Right. Uh, I'm going to put the frost in third place. Okay. I I liked it. I didn't love it. I kind of I enjoyed the I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the other two more. So I'm um, yeah no, because like I thought in second place the victory was really good. Better than mm-hmm. I expected, and even though it had that little extra hoppy bit, I'm you know I'm American. I'm gonna I'm, I'm going for it, and okay. I, I think it really worked well. It was super drinkable. But in first place, hey Brickway gets a number one from me at least. Uh, this is this is really good. There, there's a lot of of stuff going on here, and there's a lot to analyze. I think that you some people might be put off by its sweetness, but there's there's a lot of depth there if you go into it and look into it. So don't be discouraged by the sweetness and sort of look at the depth that we have that, that we have that they have put into the beer. <laughs> the depth that we have. Come on, we just like. We use the same adjectives the like a thousand the, the, the times. The depth that we have is that we can't even do a freaking improv thing when we try to do our, our, our skits. We use the same, like, 30 adjectives every show. Ooh. 
Neither. You realize how kind of funky Michael Jackson was. I mean, they're, they're, he was so good. So, some of these songs are so good. Yeah. Now, everyone talks about the Thriller video. To me, it's like... I mean, I guess it was groundbreaking. Sure. But it's so long and like, ugh, I can't stand it. But this is like this was number one album for such a huge amount of time. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, it's uh, because yeah. everyone bought it basically. You weren't cool if you didn't buy it. Different time. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to our show, Craft Your Radio. It's released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftyourradio.com for more information on that. Basically, it just means you can use it however you want, as long as it's not commercial. As long as you give attribution and mm-hmm. non-commercial, yes. It's a little hairy when we play things like Thriller on the outro. but uh, Yeah, anything that doesn't have a music bed is Creative Commons. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, the email is beer at craftbeerradio.com. The Twitter is at craftbeerradio. I am at Jeff Bear. I am at CBR Greg. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate you tuning into our show, and we will uh, be back again real soon. Bye.